Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Ellen and I engage in a running debate, especially this time of year, which is worse, a hurricane or a tornado. She being from North Carolina, a frequent victim of hurricanes, and me being from Kentucky, a frequent victim of tornadoes. Her argument is that a hurricane is much worse because the swath of damage is much wider. My counter-argument, and perhaps I'm playing the devil's advocate to be obnoxious, but my counter-argument is that you can prepare for a hurricane. You know that they are coming days in advance while a tornado practically appears out of nowhere. And while a hurricane's wrath is much wider, a tornado can produce much more force. For example, not that I looked this up recently, I'm just offering some helpful data. The highest wind ever recorded during a hurricane was 190 miles per hour. Very frightening to be sure. But the highest wind speed ever recorded during a tornado is 302 miles per hour. Just saying. Ellen has regaled me with stories of cleaning out the freezer and cooking everything on the grill the days following a hurricane while I have given Ellen nightmares with tales of huddling in the basement glued to the radio. And proving once again that the Holy Spirit has a sense of humor, our home is in Mississippi, where we get to enjoy both. <laughs> the storms of life are not just meteorological. The storm can take many forms. At the beginning of each meeting of the Chapel Brotherhood on Friday morning, 7 to 8 a.m. at CC's Coffee on Highway 51, we would love to see you there. We begin each meeting with weather reports, and we go around the table, each man sharing the ups and downs of his week, triumphs and disappointments, thanksgivings and prayer requests, clear skies and rainy nights. And often we use the metaphor of the storm, a pretty clear week, a mixed week, a very blustery week. All of us have weather. I wonder why the apostles did not anticipate the storm in today's gospel. They may not be experienced apostles, this is only the fourth chapter of Mark after all, but they are experienced fishermen. And one would assume that they would have read the sky or sensed something was brewing or at least watched the weather channel before embarking that night. Word to the wise, if Jim Cantori is on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, don't go fishing. But Jesus has been engaged in ministry. In fact, he just preached the parable we heard last week, the story of the mustard seed. And Jesus, ever restless, decides to cross, decides to cross the sea to find new crowds to hear the good news. But during the crossing, a storm appears and waves are falling into the boat. The apostles are undoubtedly bailing water back into the sea, moving cargo around and looking at the horizon for a spot where the storm might be breaking. But Jesus, Jesus is taking a nap. 
comfy cozy on a cushion in the stern. His friends wake him up and implore him, probably through disrespectful clenched teeth. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? If these disciples were honest and spoke what was on their human hearts, they might have said something more like, wake up, look around. Can't you see what is happening? Everything is falling apart. The world is crashing down on us. Any moment now, it will all be over. And you're asleep on a cushion. So Jesus stands. He rebukes the wind and says, peace, be still. The storm ceases immediately. The wind stops, the waves calm, and Jesus turns. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? That is the point of this fateful story. Not that Jesus is powerful, he is, and that's, but that's not what we should take away from today's gospel. What we should take away is Jesus' reminder that we, as children of God, God bless you, and followers of Christ, we must have faith. As I'm sure all of you remember from last week's sermon, what a beautifully wrought and inspiring delivered sermon it was, that Jesus in Mark asks us to have faith in a faithful God, to trust in God, and that God will provide all that we and the world needs. And a faithful God does not remove our storms. A life with God is not life in a bubble. But our faithful God will enable us to survive, heal, overcome, and thrive once more when the storm is over. But the storms keep coming, don't they? Once one storm is over, another appears. And if we're honest, if we're observant, if we take seriously the intersection of the world and our baptism, then we will always be in the midst of storm. The Reverend Willie Duane Francois III describes our stormy life as chaos. He wrote in 2018, life with Jesus is an ongoing crash course in conversing with chaos. But Genesis demonstrates the cosmic possibilities of chaos. God declares light in the midst of the prehistoric dark, the chaotic context of the earth, and people of faith extend the lineage of chaos conversers. We have been in the midst of chaos and storm from the beginning. But, but, we are not alone in these storms. There's another important sentence in today's gospel that you may have missed. Other boats were with him. Other boats were with him. The Christian life may not be calm or easy. We were never promised ease. Life is never, in the words of Lionel Richie, easy like Sunday morning. Rather, the Christian life is more akin to the words of Mississippi poet William Alexander Percy, who wrote, the peace of God, it is no peace, but strife closed in the sod. But 
that we are not alone. Other boats were with him, and other boats are with us, namely our brothers and sisters in Christ. Look around you. These are those other boats, and they are with you. And through them, and so much more, our faithful God is working. This, uh, this sermon is very quote-heavy, but permit me to close with one more from a very different poet, Duran Duran. <laughs> they sang, as I try to make my way to the ordinary world, I will learn to survive. The Christian life is learning how to survive the storm with God through each other, through scripture and liturgy and hymnody, and through prayer and discerning the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid. Have faith. Amen. <laughs>